At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the November 8th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk a little Thursday recap, some takeaways from that. There were quite a few in just a four-game night, some injuries over the week, and waiver wire pickups. There's a lot. I wrote a column yesterday, and really everything. It's just been a wild week, wild start to the year, even with the whole load management thing that we all knew about, and some people were still surprised about this. Like, I don't know why anyone's surprised Kawhi's sitting. Like, basically, it was pretty obvious, but... Won't get into that. We've talked about that all offseason, so hopefully you avoided uh, that bad area. But yeah, let's just talk about Thursday and kind of go through what we learned. There's actually quite a bit. Uh, so let's just go through the four games with really the top takeaways. And let's start with Charlotte. So I guess the obvious one right now is the uh, Devontae Grant. And by the way, me tweeting out Devontae and DeJounte highlights on Twitter at the same time. I've always felt like I was going to screw it up, but I didn't. So, um, But Devonta Graham, again, he's just a baller right now. He played 32 minutes of overlap two games ago, uh, down to 13 and a half. Last night, he's been pretty much hanging around like 15-ish minutes of overlap. So you're talking about 30 minutes a game right there. You know, I mean, Rozier's been playing well, and he was still able to sustain a lot of value over that time. Just Devonta, Devonta is just so locked in. And really don't see him slowing down either, just kind of rolling. I could see him even being maybe a little bit better as he goes along. A little bit fluky on the pull-ups. He's been one of the most efficient players on pull-ups attempts this year, so that's going to come down a little bit. So he won't be as good there, but I'm buying the assists. I'm buying really everything. The offense suits him really well. So, yeah, um, bigger things ahead. You know, maybe like Johnny Depp's character from Blow. He goes from grams to pounds or something. Anyways, um, fun, fun movie. Okay, so... Yeah, he's good to go. That's that's kind of what we knew. So there's a couple things I'm worried about here. Uh, I guess Dwayne Bacon's number one. I know I talked about him a lot over the season because there was so much usage available on this team. But uh, the obvious Graham stuff is in the way here. But the other thing to me that's come up is Cody Martin kind of isn't going away. We really saw the lineup of Rogier, Graham, uh, Bridges, Martin, and Biombo play 17 minutes two games ago. So that was the first time that lineup was used. Biombo's also cutting into Zeller. I'll get to him in a second. But um, when it comes to Bacon, this guy needs to play 30 minutes. He doesn't steal. He's not great in assists, despite the point big talk he had over the offseason. He's just not playing well enough to be rostered in most leagues. Um, and I really don't see anything that can save him besides an injury. Miles Bridges is not going away. P.J. Washington's not going away for the first time of the year, they ran a Martin-Washington-Bridges 2-4 combo, which is going to affect Bacon more than anyone. It's not going to affect Rozier. It's not going to affect Graham. So, I mean, it's going to affect Bacon, really, the other guy in this backcourt. So, yeah, I pretty much dropped him wherever I could. Um, I think I have him in one league that's, like, super deep. Uh, so, yeah, be, probably, probably time to move on from Bacon. Uh, Cody Zeller, we never we – well, he had that hot start, right? When he was, you know, flirting with the league lead and rebounding, playing 30 minutes. We knew that wasn't going to happen. So if you were, I, I just don't know what to tell you. You just didn't pay attention in the offseason. But now, um, you know, P.J. Washington blocking five shots could really open up a whole new 
lineup combination that he would want to use with more Martin and so on and so forth. So I think Zeller, he's still going to be okay. He's not like a guy I'm going to want to drop, especially if bigs are harder to come by if you're on your waiver wire. But I think just, you know, temper expectations to, you know, top 125-ish, uh, which is still fine. Um, and he's going to be really solid. We've seen him be valuable with 22, 23 minutes. And that's where I think he's going to be. So as long as he stays healthy, we know he's had knee issues, I think he'll be a guy that you're going to want to keep on your rosters. Uh, I'm still buying Miles Bridges. His his defensive stats are way down. He's actually shooting the ball great. Um, shooting the ball well from three. Said he wanted to shoot 38% from three. So I'm th- he may actually do that. He's been shooting the ball really well. Eliminated mid-ranges like we expected. Getting the dunks. Getting all these things we want on offense. But the defense isn't there. And that's what we drafted him for. So once that starts happening. And I feel like the way Charlotte plays with kind of an up and down, you know, free-flowing style. Especially with a smaller back end if P.J. Washington plays a more center. Uh, I feel like Miles Bridges could still get hot. So I would definitely view him as a buy low. And P.J. Washington has just been incredible. I mean, this guy shoots threes, has a little bit of offensive game, suddenly a good three-point shooter. He just looks like a monster bargain uh, for those of us who were smart enough to take him in the last round uh, of drafts. Um, just ready to roll. Uh, so that's kind of it there. I guess just keep an eye on Martin. Rozier, like, you knew he's going to have good and bad games. Had three good games coming in. He flopped yesterday. This is what he's going to do. So, um, again, that's kind of like what you signed up for. Not too many takeaways from Boston. Kemba had kind of a bad game. Didn't hit his first field goal until the first, I was the third quarter. Uh, and then Gordon Hayward is just rolling. So many easy cuts, uh, doing more action on ball. And just really Kemba dominating the ball has really set him up uh, to get some just great two-point looks. What was he, like 12? He made like He's made almost all of his twos in the last two games. Um, he was, what, 8 of 11 on twos last night. Uh, and then two games ago when he had 39 for his best numbers as Celtic, he's been great. So we kind of knew this. I'm not into Jalen Brown. I really never will because he doesn't do much besides score. Um, Tatum looks great. Uh, I think Daniel Thice is still going to be all right. He hasn't quite lit it up. Uh, hasn't been very efficient. But now we have Inner Cantor coming back soon. So I think that's going to probably affect Time Lord a little bit more. Uh, and then also Grant Williams would probably go away a little bit. Not that you were really counting on him. So it's kind of something to watch. This will move on to, we got to start with, holy DeJounte Murray. I know LaMarcus Aldridge had a season-high 39, looked great, get to him in a second, but man, DeJounte, he looks so good, just so much faster than anyone, so played a season-high in 26 minutes, he had, um, what, I think it was 16 minutes in the first half, uh, so that was his highest half played in minutes, uh, and then 26 minutes first time, and then... He's getting his minutes up now, um, and we're seeing it kind of going along. He said he can't wait to be unleashed after the game, and you know he has a couple back-to-backs coming up. I think like in about a week, and then another one in about a week. So really, I think that's probably where we're looking at. I think December first, and they are going to up his minutes. So we're not going to be stuck on this twenty-five minute per game thing for long. I think probably like I was trying to say here. I think December first is when we start to see him hit like twenty-nine thirty. And for the way he plays, like, oh my god, what, like, 30 minutes out of DeJounte is like 45 minutes out of anybody else, just with how awesome he is in steals. He just gets steals in such creative ways, just because he's so fast, and he's so long, like, as we've said all along, like, and it's pretty obvious, maybe he's not, like, apparently Jimmy Butler's the, the steals guy, but, yeah, I mean, his his steals are going to be outstanding, he's going to be one of the best rebounding guards, gets so many easy buckets, he's just so much faster than everybody else in transition, like... And actually, which it's kind of funny. So I think the Spurs off makes, they are like third slowest in the league. But then off misses, they are second fastest 
uh, or a top three, something along those lines. So, like, why is that? Gee, I wonder. It's going to be DeJounte. Just flying off rebounds is, is his forte, and he's just so deadly. Uh, and then 10 assists, career highs. Assists are great lately, and that's kind of – we th- I thought he'd be a little bit better, but he has exceeded expectations. There's so much. So, yeah, full on. Um, we were saying DeJounte, round seven all day, all night. Um, that's going to be – looks like a mega, mega steal – uh, I think he's going to be probably third, maybe third rounder uh, if he could stay healthy and gets the minute increase. And I still think he'll be just as productive. So, really like him. DeRozan's been really good too. He had uh, nine assists. He, him and DeJounte were just feeding LaMarcus. Uh, eight of DeJounte's ten assists were to LaMarcus last night. And he just shredded whoever the Thunder put in front of him. He has always shredded OKC. So, that was kind of a, if you're into player versus team matchups. Uh, that was one you probably won with last night. Um, blocking more shots as LaMarcus. You know, usage rate's down a little bit because DeJounte is coming into a uh, really, especially later in games in the fourth before he sits. He's been feasting. He's one of the highest usage players in the fourth quarter, uh, shooting the ball well as well. So, love him. After those three, and De- DeRozan is what he is. You know, you're going to expect, you know, top 30 to 40 value, I would say, and going to get 80 games probably, probably more than you know, a handful of other players. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's rock solid. But after that, it's kind of messy. Uh, Bryn Forbes has been excellent so far. Uh, we know him as kind of a catch-and-shoot guy, but he's been phenomenal on pull-up attempts when he's been taking those. But, um, yeah, he's still trying to just okay. Derek White, still zero minutes of overlap with DeJounte. Preseason told us this. So this is uh, concerning. I think White's a drop, uh, again, with especially with... I'm sorry, uh, DeJounte, a lot of D's on this team, um, getting more minutes. So that's going to cut into Derek White. Now, that's bad. So, um, yeah, if you have Derek White and even like a 14-teamer, you should keep your eyes peeled uh, if you haven't already. I'm just uh, pretty discouraged by Derek White, who I got off of. Uh, I was real high on him. But then the preseason, that's what it's there for, is to study rotations. Uh, And we learned this. So, OKC, I mean, we don't need to talk about Shea anymore. Guy is just a stud, one of the best players off drives. He's so creative. He just can't be stopped. Like, he just has so many different ways to score. He's been unbelievably good on catching shoots and being left open. He just, he's such a tough cover. Um, he, he plays well off screens. He's just killer in ISO. Just really good in transition already. So, and he's even been, uh, his assists are actually up with Chris Paul compared to without him, which I thought was a fascinating stat. So that'll start coming, but the scoring's there. The defense, like kind of like Miles Bridges, right? Like we drafted him to, for defensive impact, and then hopefully get more offense. It's kind of the same thing, right? Like Shea's offense is insane, but the defensive stats aren't there yet, and that's kind of why. Again, I was expecting like 1.5 steals and close to a block, and the steals just haven't been there. I think that'll come. Uh, OKC's still playing fast. They're decent on the half court defense too. So. Yeah, uh, he's still, again, he's already pretty much putting up what you'd expect without the defense. So, yeah, I still think Shea is just ready to have an even bigger season than he's had to this point. Gallo had a great game. Um, You know, it kind of is what it is. They still haven't won a road game yet. So, um, eventually, they're going to start selling out. So, um, Nerwin's in a while. Now that he's, I think he may be safe again. We saw him basically go to DMP CD, but now he's starting to play again. And if he plays 20 minutes, I think that's worth it. You know, he'll probably be, you know, 1.3-ish blocks, maybe 0.78 steals, good shooting from the field, decent decent board. So you're probably talking about a guy who's, like, just fringe bench uh, for, you know, usable value in a 12-teamer. But 
when you add that to the fact that Steven Adams gets traded, you just, you would hit the jackpot. You'd have a guy that has top 50 upside. So it makes a whole lot of sense to keep him on your roster, at least while he's getting this low 20s minutes thing. Um, and then also, you know, Adams, he may sit. This guy runs into trouble a lot. He gets hurt a lot. So um, they may try to pick spots and when to dial him back and stuff. So something to watch there. Chris Paul's kind of got it going again. Um, you know, even against DeJounte, he still came up with a good game. So I'm um, going to be a sell-high player pretty much all year because we know he's going to be on the trade block. Uh, and then if he doesn't get traded, he'll probably get dialed back and, um, you know, hasn't sat in back-to-back shit or anything like that. But that'll something be something to watch as the season goes along. Um, Miami, they're playing great. They're 6-2. and two, Just been unbelievably uh, terrific, really, in all aspects of the game. They're not playing great on getting back on defense, which is actually a great thing for fantasy value. They're second fastest on defense, um, which is you know bad. They're basically giving up fast possessions off rebounds, which we want. We want faster possessions all over the place. So this is good stuff. So obviously I think the big takeaway uh, for people is what's up with Kendrick Nunn. I'll talk about everybody else too. Uh, Justice Winslow has a concussion now. We found out after the game he had a headache, but I'll get to that in a second. So I kind of dug in a little bit. Uh, his usage is down, so he's been bad the last three games, been great the first five. Uh, usage is down 5%, uh, but he's still getting the rim decent amount. He's actually almost erased his mid-range shooting in this cold spell. That I think that's a positive. Uh, he's at, assisted more when he was hot, so that's another thing that he has to get more involved in is playing off others. That's really what keeps you sustainable, I would say, just not being so unassisted dependent. Um, like we see guys who, like when Westbrook goes really cold or when Harden goes really cold, it's because they're so unassisted and they just have to get their own shots so often. But um, yeah, so I think he needs to work on that. Uh, and then also another encouraging point, uh, he actually has more fast break points, um, you know, as far as percentage goes in this cold spell. And then also when he was hot, he wasn't really like feasting and fast break points, which you'll kind of see guys when they get hot, they get easy fast break points to boost them up. That wasn't the case. So, yeah, like we said, I think last week I said Nunn's probably like around 7, 8. Uh, I still think, you know, maybe this cold spell, maybe dumping down at 8 or 9. But I still fully believe, you know, give him plenty of leash. Uh, again, I just love the way this offense is built. Uh, I don't think that, like we said before, Justice Winslow affects him negatively, maybe even positively. Like I said, if he plays better off assisted scoring, that's good. So if he takes a couple, you know, three, four minute hit, then you'll trade that off for a better efficiency compared to what he's doing now. So, yeah, definitely hold him. Uh, Tyler Hero, man, ripped Devin Booker, took it back for a pick six on a layup, and then talked a little trash. Um, they're apparently boys, um, Kentucky guys, one and done, 13th pick in the draft, you know, combo-ish guards who can pass as well as shoot the lights out. Um, so, obviously, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows I love Tyler Hero. Um, yeah, just he's kind of clicking here. We, we know wing rookies take a little bit of time to get de- developed to guys that we could really trust. And he's, like, already been worth owning. Um, you know, latest round value now, but you've got to figure. The more and more he plays, the better he's going to be. So definitely like him. Uh, and then, really, the two studs yesterday. Bam on a bio. Four by five. 15, 10, six assists. Five freaking steals and a block. Did miss free throws. He's shooting the ball terribly on the road. So I dug into this last night. He was actually better on the road last year. Um, and then last year after the break, he shot 77%. So this whole missing free throws thing, I still think it's just a fluke. I think he'll get it figured out. And that's what's really been kind of a detriment to his fantasy value to really hitting that high round upside that we thought we were getting when we were taking... I was taking him in the, the mid and the late third. I, I just love Bam. 
Uh, and I'm still encouraged. Again, this guy is just such a stat stuffer. Uh, and you didn't really draft him for points. So if he scores even low teens, you know, the six assists, like he's just so good everywhere. Uh, and that's what you want. Like we, like I've always said, like he's like prime Al Horford. And he's even showing he has a little bit more ceiling with how he's just on the perimeter so much on defense. That's going to give him so many steal opportunities. You know, switching on guards from our block opportunities on smaller guys. So, yeah, it's full on BAM season. Uh, Jimmy Butler, 30 points in the first half. And then I believe second half is only two of six from the field. No free throws after 10 free throw makes in the first half. Uh, Jimmy's just been great. Uh, three steals per game. The scoring was finally there last night. And who cares? Like, if he's going to be, you know, 26 and six with elite steals with good percentages, like, Jimmy's going to be top 15. It's really just a matter of him staying on the court. Uh, he had a pretty funny post game video. Uh, he, the Heat guys, we've known this since really the Wade and Bosch days and LeBron days. Uh, there are photo bombers out there, or video bombers out there, uh, and Jimmy wasn't having it. He's like, hey, it's not about you, it's about me. So uh, that was hilarious. But also we have uh, Justice Winslow is going to miss some time, uh, presumably out tonight against the Lakers, so that'll put Duncan Robinson in the first unit. Uh, you know, a possible streamer, going to get a lot of three-point shots, especially with the way this offense flows. So uh, could be sneaky play. Um, you know, he probably won't have too much defensive attention on him either, so... Um, I could see him getting hot. A great player to stream if you want threes. So, you know, you know, 26, 27, 28 minutes should be right there. Uh, Kelly Lennox also kind of on the rise. I thought he's played pretty well lately. Uh, partially because Derek Jones Jr. got hurt again. That's horrible. Um, this guy can't stay on the court, which is unfortunate because we just love airplane mode. So uh, that's something to watch there. Um, I like a Lennox. I think he's not going to really like He's going to be kind of like Bam Light. Where you won't score a lot, but it'll do a little bit of everything else. Uh, again, this this offense is going to be really fantasy friendly. It's just a matter of getting consistent playing time, which which Bam is going to do, Jimmy's going to do, obviously, and I still feel like Hero and None are still going to do that. And I think Olenek's starting to creep into that. Uh, we saw Myers Leonard take a hit, um, and Chris Silva also not in rotation. And then Goran Dragic lit up the Suns in the second half. Twenty of his twenty five in the second half, dominated, was sticking his tongue out. Uh, you know, full-on revenge game uh, for Goran Dragic, who basically bashed the Suns before he, he got out of there. Uh, him and uh, Bledsoe, uh, it's crazy. Him, Bledsoe, and Isaiah, I always say this, like they had you know three good point guards before Isaiah you know got hurt, uh, and now they're finally have Rubio, uh, who's been great. Uh, so the Suns, Aaron Baines is just the man. I mean, there's been talk on Twitter that do you bring Aiton off the bench um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but the, the fact that Baines has been one of the best catch-and-shoot players in the league um, and really has been the backbone of that defense and keeping his fouls down. He's scoring 20 like every night now. Like We know Aiton's probably not playing 35 minutes a game. He'll probably play like 29. So you know, keep Baines on your roster and then... But let's see how it plays out. You know, give him five, six games. We're, this is, you know, five, six games from when Aiton comes back. You're almost talking like January. So you're still going to get plenty of Baines. Um, you know, if you could trade him for somebody who's... I mean, if you're going to trade him, you need to trade him for someone who is, you're going to keep like and trust. Um, not like a... Like I, man, I'd probably take Devontae over him, but um, yeah, like it, you're kind of talking about like somebody like that, like a super, superstar pickup. Um, or somebody who you draft like what drafted like fifth or sixth round has been underperforming um, that you know you would keep on your roster all season. But uh, I'm fully buying Baines. Uh, I've never really liked the homie Dario. Um, kind of cooled off. Uh, minutes have been there, but shots really haven't. 
Um, Booker and Rubio have really been running the offense. Booker has been phenomenal. Um, really, all of his peripheral stats have been just great. Um, coming into last night, he had a 77 true shooting percentage in the fourth quarter. That's the best among players with 30 usage rate in six minutes. You know, talking like 40 ish guys there. Um, you know, he's getting in the rim more, he's making more at the rim, cutting down on his mid range shots, more fast break points. These are all like very good things for efficiency. So, yeah, as long as Booker stays healthy, and then maybe too, like dropping the usage rate. You know, more assisted buckets, too. I think he's at 30, 54% from 36% last year. So these are all, like, really, really good signs for Booker. So um, we kind of knew this, that he would get better efficiency-wise and maybe trade off a little bit on scoring. This is fine. Um, yeah, so uh, Booker, definitely a guy that looks like he's ready for another good season. Suns are playing well, too. So that's, I think, really the Suns playing well. It's really the biggest takeaway, biggest positive uh, for him, Oubre, Rubio, these guys, you know, you're not going to have to worry about them. Maybe, hopefully not, uh, sitting late in the season, which is which is the main reason why we were a little bit cautious to, to draft these guys. Uh, Frank Kaminsky's dusted. Uh, Mikel Bridges is impossible to play right now. He's been, you know, really good on defense at times, but he was just bad yesterday. Um, not really doing anything besides steals. So you have to be able to find someone better than him. Uh, late game, uh, Clippers comeback. Uh, Dame got shut down in the fourth quarter. Rare. Um, guy was, I think, 73 true shooting, 40 usage rate in the fourth coming into last night. So, Pat Beverly, man, just massive props to him. Um, Rodney Hood was okay, really quiet in 30 minutes. Uh, Hassan Whiteside got destroyed by Charles Barkley in the first half. And, I'm sorry, Sha- uh, Shaq more than anybody else. But, um... Yeah, Whiteside had a good little comeback. He's like after the game, oh, Shaq's not going to say anything nice about us because Dame roasted him uh, in their little rap battle, which is very true. Dame definitely got Shaq good on that. Uh, Dame's the man. Like prior to yesterday, he had 18 points in PNR ball handler plays. That's like easily the most since it's been tracked. I think Dame has the record at like 12 3, if I remember. So he's just killing people in pick and roll. Uh, CJ's getting big burn. We know he's fine. Whiteside, I think, is fine. Then it gets a little messy. So we saw Anthony Simons really bust out. I believe 16 of his 17 were in the fourth. First 12 points of the fourth quarter as well. Real hot. Uh, had that big shot against the Sixers over the weekend. So it's starting to get more trust there. I think that's partially because Amari has only having a bad game. Uh, he was 1-9, and their bench was not really playing well. So really late in the game, they went Dame, CJ, Rodney, Simons, and uh, Whiteside. Uh, and then they mixed in Tolliver here and there too. So, yeah, um, I, I think I don't know. I probably I, it's gonna be tough to trust Simons in like a twelve teamer, just because he's not gonna really dime too much. He's gonna have bad shooting games here and there, so he'll be tough to really trust. Uh, and I still like Kent Bazemore. I wrote him up yesterday. Uh, only thirteen minutes. Hood played a lot, uh, and then Simons played a lot. So I think that was kind of worst case. I still really like Bazemore. Just because there's so many things that could go his way. Rodney Hood struggles to stay healthy. Simons may get cold. Hazonia's struggling again. So, really, there's just so many things that Bazemore can get to go his way to launch him to, like, top 100. So, that's kind of why I like him. So, uh, I would try. I mean, if you can't hold him and say there's somebody that's excellent sitting on your wire, like, sure. But I think I still think I would hold Bazemore over Simons just because I think I'm more sold on his upside and ceiling to that upside. Uh, Clippers. Kawhi, uh, Kawhi, cold in the first half, uh, and then I believe 14 in the fourth uh, for a nice little comeback win. 37 points in the fourth, just dominating on offense. I, God, Lou Williams, so freaking good, man. Uh, career high, matched his blocks for threes, getting in the line a bunch. 
So what happens with him and Paul George? I think that's something to think about. Uh, his usage rate's uh, only down 0.9 with Kawhi in the mix. I think that's higher than I would have thought. But the playing time, he's up 5.2 minutes per game from last year. That's huge. Uh, so, yeah, I was down on Lou. I have zero Lou shares, and I, I regret it. Uh, I wish I had more of him. I think he's going to be really solid. Um, I think he's going to close. I think they have enough length they could overcome playing him. I think they're going to want to play him, Pat Bev, Kawhi, and Paul George with Harrell as their main lineup down the stretch. Um, that's still, you know, plenty of, of you know, his usage is going to be terrible in that time, but you're banking on him feasting and to start the third here and there in the fourth when he's hot. Um, you know, start uh, the second. Like, that's when he's going to make his money. So, I still think he's fine. And then Montrezl Harrell, another guy I was off on. I thought his minutes were going to be down. 3.1 minutes per game increase from last year. Five more points per game. Six true shooting percentage boost. Uh, usage rate is even up with Kawhi at 1.3%. Like, oh my god, I, I'm... What did I even do this offseason? Um, so, I, I will fully take... Uh, I was wrong on Harrell. Um, just, he looks great. Um, you know, contract year... Um, yeah, I will fully take the L on Manchester. I knew, I knew at the first game. I was like, oh, man, uh, when he had the big minutes, like career-high minutes, I was like, oh, I missed on Harrell. But, um, yeah, so um, my bad. If, if you don't have any Harrell, you can, you can blame me. Um, Zubats played well. Um, for great first half, cooled off in the second half. He has to crush early, which is tough, you know. If he doesn't have a good first quarter, it's a wrap. So really tough to trust that. So I think just going back to quickly on Harrell and Lou, Honestly, like, I think I'm hoping that Paul George just comes in and Lou and Harrell have, like, two or three bad games. And then you could just try to, like, maybe buy low off that. Uh, other than that, and if you do have Harrell and Lou, like, if that does happen, just hold them. Uh, I think they're going to be really good. Okay, uh, so let's talk about some kind of other news from the week. Talk about a lot of injuries and things that we saw, kind of um, trends and just everything else that I may have found over the week. Uh, let's talk some injuries here first. Uh, Otto Porter did not return on Wednesday, but it sounds like he's okay. He was like laughing and giggling, so we'll see if he can give it a go. Um, but really, before that, and it sounds like he's okay. But uh, he did have that left toe thing in two separate occasions last year before he was traded away from the Wizards. So that's something to watch. I, if, even if he's okay, like the way he checked out, it was I don't know. I was nervous. Like he like he, you know he checked out and he waved for a sub. That's always a bad sign. Uh, when it's not like a you know clear ankle roll or something like that, so you know I'm nervous. I, I I'm way off. Uh, perhaps my top five avoid players would have been Otto Porter on that list. So yeah, uh, if you have him, like uh, I'd be I'd be looking to trade him after a couple good games. So I think one other positive from this is uh, the the rotation was changing. So two games ago, the first time of the season. Boylan didn't use marketing as a five. First time. Um, you know, it went as high as like 13 minutes, and then the low was like three, four, five, but went straight zero two games ago. And then he did use it. They're really their, I believe their first sub in the first quarter was Thad and marketing and they really tried to open up more smaller lineups um, with a lot of three guards and a lot of this and that. So obviously, Porter not playing definitely helped get Sadoransky to his career high 27, but. I think the new rotation is going to help Sadoransky get going a little bit. Again, he is so position flexible, and this is why I kind of liked him. Um, you know, he's kind of like a pick 100-ish kind of a guy, um, and he's been down until now. So I'm still buying Sadoransky. I think tomorrow he'll play, and, you know, if he has a bad game, we're all going to freak out. But if he looks good again, people are going to really start to feel good about him. Um, so that rotation has to stick. 
But man, it's so. This is kind of why I like. I, I'm off Levine. I was off Markkinen. Boylan's a maniac, dude. Like he'll he'll sit guys for like the silliest reasons. And I mean, come on, dude. He said the other day like he's trying to develop his whole roster. What are you doing, man? Like you have guys that are on huge contracts, and you're trying to develop dudes that are on like two ways. What are you doing with your life? But uh, again, like coaching is important for fantasy. We always try to bash. Like I went on a, a mini rant about Fizdale not starting Neil Aquina. Uh, because of foul trouble and like I don't like to do that the coaches I, I respect them and I, I think they're great at their jobs and I'm not that kind of person but yeah man um we're we're at their mercy right now so if they're gonna play dudes 12-man rotations like we have to live with that and adjust accordingly it's it's part of the reason why this job can be uh, you know fun uh, and challenging uh, just because things can get wild so and, and teams like the Bulls and the Knicks and the Bat, and I always say the Process 76ers were perhaps my, my favorite time uh, in in my career uh, just because I love to dig in and try to predict what was going to happen. It's just more challenging. I just love challenging work like that. Anyways, uh, so I like Sato, and I, I think Sato's kind of on the rise. I'm kind of buying the, the big game he had. Uh, hopefully you didn't cut him because he was pretty quiet. And even still, like his non-scoring stats were still there, and we didn't really expect him to be this bad scoring, but... You know, his other stats is why you drafted him, is to be, you know, the 5-5 five and five kind of guy with some steals and some threes and good percentages, you know. Uh, so I, I still think he's going to be a guy worth holding. Uh, you know, I would hold him for a really long time if he does have, like, two or three bad games after the eruption on Wednesday. So there's that. I have no interest in, in stashing Channel Hutchinson unless Porter's out for a really long time. The guy's just terrible per minute. Um, DeAndre Jordan's questionable today has an ankle sprain, so that'll get Jared Allen a little more leash, uh, a little bit more matchup. Uh, proof, excuse me, uh, and then we'll see probably some Nicholas Claxton, who was a stud in Vegas, looked good in the preseason, really versatile, can handle the ball extremely well for his size. I think his assists will be really good. We know that um, the Nets are going to have a lot of three-pointers. Joe Harris is shooting 57% on catch-and-shoot threes. is absurd. Uh, man, probably a sell high, but oh boy, Joe Harris, man, he is going to get paid this summer. So, uh, like him. Um, yeah, Levert's been a little bit quiet, uh, has lost minutes to Joe Harris and Dinwiddie at times, so uh, I think Levert's still by low, missing free throws, and the st- defensive stats aren't there, but scoring's fine, which we were a little bit concerned about Kyrie, so uh, needs to make free throws, uh, his shot selection looks great, I like where he's shooting the ball at the rim and all this and that, so I think Levert can still get hot. Uh, Garrett Harris is going to be okay, it sounds like after a minor ankle tweak, um, Harris has been kind of bad, uh, and man, ah, oh man, the Nuggets, like, they're so slow. I think they're uh, off makes. They're, like, almost a full three or four seconds slower uh, than some of the faster teams. And, I mean, that's insane. Like, I think Russell Westbrook is one of the fastest players uh, in pace at, like, 115, while Jokic is at, I think, 95. So, if you just look at that off percentages, you're talking about a 21% increase per of possessions like that's a big number man like you're basically that's like almost it's like almost adding another quarter um of of statistics so like dude they gotta play faster that's gonna really make the bad games look worse if they're gonna keep playing this slow and they're playing slow like universally their first unit's slow their unit when they had tory craig is in there is slow their second unit is slow they're all like Bottom 10 or bottom 5, I didn't look it up since Wednesday. Like, they got to play faster, man. It's killing me. It's going to really shorten up 
upsides for everybody. So um, this has to get fixed, man. Um, this is not an issue. They they did play f- uh, faster earlier, and Jokic is the slowest of the bunch. So uh, I talked about this on a, a Monday guest pod with Drew Dinkmeyer, and we were like, yeah, it's effort-related. So that has to get picked up, man. Um, possibly a buy-low guy. I still think if we drafted today, uh, I would probably still take Jokic like 8th or ninth, um, just because I trust him. But um, as we said, like Jokic versus Dame was a really tough six or seven. Uh, I think right now I would take Dame. It's not really, I mean, it'd be easy. But um, yeah, uh, Jokic is probably still, like I mentioned, in that eight spot. Um, I mean, probably put Trey, maybe even Luca in there. Although I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous on Luca. Let me just add that really quick. He's throwing his body around way too much, man. This is what really derailed him late in the season. Um, he's been inefficient in the fourth quarter too. So, like, this is gonna. I'm not even gonna say it. But anyways. Um, moving on here, just other news. Uh, ben Simmons kind of dodged a bullet. It looked like he was going to be out for a little bit, but it sounds like it's just three games. So Hollow Neto is the guy you're going to want to stream. Had a revenge game. I still wouldn't be too confident in him. You know, I'm really just a streamer. So, like, say you pick him up and you wanted to play him tonight and somebody gets hurt and you want to run to the wire and, and Neto's your last guy. Like, you know, I don't really buy his long-term value. Not to mention he can't stay healthy either. Uh, and then Mitchell Robinson wearing sunglasses at practice today. That's scary, man. So I think he's going to miss more than one game. Sounds like they're going to start Randall at the four, at the five, possibly, uh, with uh, Marcus Morris uh, likely guarding Porzingis. That should be fun to watch. So that could open up minutes for Kevin Knox. I still think Taj Gibson's going to be fine. Uh, he'll play next to um, Bobby Portis, who's you know just better off the bench. So that's something to watch. But uh, I wrote up Frank Nielakina, which I wasn't ex- expecting to do uh, when I wrote my waiver wire thing yesterday. I'm encouraged, man. Like, I really like his defensive stats. He's going to guard Luka tonight, so I think his steals will be pretty good. Uh, I'm really pumped for that game tonight. So uh, we'll see if Nielakina can keep it going. Um, you're not drafting him for scoring anyways. You're looking for defense. He can block. He can steal. His assists are starting to look, show up a little bit. Uh, mid-range shot looks a lot better. So, um, you know, again, much like kind of like – Sadoist-esque, excuse me, where probably more defensive stats. Um, but I'm in the Nilkina. Like, you can't really find point guards on the waiver wire. Um, it, it's just, it's hard to fill that position um, just because they're in such high demand. So he, he was 3% owned yesterday when I wrote the column, which is insane to me. So um, I have a lot of Nilakina, and uh, I'm hoping, um, uh, this is a risky move for me uh, to go to push on Nilakina. So I hope it pays off. Uh, but yeah, like, if he... Flops, okay, just cut him for somebody else. But we went upside on our waiver wire pickups, guys. This is not new news. Uh, moving on, um, Jeremy Lamb's out again. So we'll see if they go bigger. They went with Aaron Holiday against a smaller Isaiah Thomas in the last game. Uh, poor Goga is not playing uh, with a concussion. That's really sad. Miles Turner's game time. And Sabonis said he's still playing with soreness. So you know maybe be careful if you're going to play him in DFS. Um, tough matchup against... Andre Drummond as well, uh, if Turner can't go. Uh, but against a bigger unit, you would think they'd be more inclined to start Justin Holiday. I still think I'd play Aaron Holiday. Uh, I mentioned on a, a couple tweets, there was still you know 10 minutes of overlap between Aaron Holiday and Brogdon. So, um, yeah, and Bro- Brogdon's just been unreal. Uh, like we said last week, fully buying him. Not to this degree, but, um, yeah, he, he looks like the real deal. Uh, moving on. Um, Terrence Ross out again. So Michael Carter Williams kind of went off on the bench. I think he had five defensive stats and shot the ball okay. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, stream him tonight. Uh, great matchup uh, for him uh, against the grid. I think it suits him extremely well 
so if you're looking for a DFS punt or you know a cheap stream for defensive stats, maybe some maybe a dime here or there. Um, yeah, my MCW, and you know if your league's super deep uh, and you know 250 players rostered or something along those lines, like even maybe maybe even like 150 rostered. Um, if you want to stream somebody, uh, I think MCW just because just because Memphis plays so fast and actually Orlando's been super slow. So and Memphis gives up fast possession. So I'd be really interested to see if Clifford could push it um, to get his offense going. Them and Denver are like by far uh, the two slowest offenses for seconds per possession. So um, please get going. Orlando's offense is a disaster right now. Uh, but oh boy, Jonathan Isaac, man, um, just missed a five by five. I thought he got the five by five um, on a, a pass in the lane, but it turns out Markel Fultz had just tipped it uh, to give this uh, give him that steal. But uh, Steve Clifford today said Isaac had fourteen deflections. How did he only get four steals, man? Uh, so um, Isaac, man, I'm fully buying this. I had someone tweet me yesterday. Saying, would you trade DeAndre Ayton for Isaac and Jay Rich? I said I would take it for just Isaac. Uh, I'm again. This is assuming your league's not total donkey loaded, you know, where you actually have to try to make the playoffs. But um, yeah, we knew Isaac was gonna beast another guy just all summer. Hype, 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 hype. Just grew. He's huge. He's fast. The Ross quote where he looks like a giraffe and moves like a lion. You know, all this and that, like. Just full-on smash mode for Isaac. Going to cool off a little bit just because uh, the block rate's probably not as sustainable as it's been. But, yeah, I think he's got top three round value, like kind of in the bag here. So I'm um, full in on him. Uh, other than that, yeah, Vooch has been a little bit quiet, which is, again, I mentioned this earlier, and I got kind of laughed off the – no one took me seriously, but I think Vooch is going to be affected by Isaac taking a step forward. Um, and then Aaron Gordon, maybe, who's starting to get hot a little bit. Had a good game against Dallas in the last one. So um, Aaron Gordon's going to be super annoying to own, it feels like. But Fultz is okay. Still hasn't clicked yet, but he'll improve, I think, as we go along. So I do like him. Um, Fournier is going to be a little bit better without Terrence Ross. So that should help him. But, again, not a guy you're going to be clinging to and really pumped to own or no one's going to want to trade you for him. Uh, moving on to how about the Golden State waverers uh, for all the guys who picked up off of waivers. Uh, we saw Alec Burks explode in a favorable matchup against the Rockets, who've been really bad on perimeter defense. So a um, little bit of a fluke, but I picked them up wherever I could in my, you know, I play in a lot of 12 teamers, but they're very, very, very deep. Uh, most of them are, you know, 240 roster spots or so. So it plays more like a 16, 20 teamer uh, with how deep they are. Um, but yeah, uh, pick up Alec Burks. I still think Damian Lee is going to probably be one of the more trustworthy guys. Uh, he does have the backup minutes, so we'll see when D'Angelo comes back. That's going to cut into Kai Bowman probably more than anybody else. Uh, and also we'll see. I looked it up yesterday, so I think, what was it? Uh, in three of the last five games, Glenn Robinson has a 17-plus usage rate in 31 minutes. That happened twice uh, in his career prior to the stretch, so super uncharted territory. But he's been really good. Um, Had a lot of buzz in the preseason. So, yeah, I think he's a fine guy to have. Uh, Obviously, I love Eric Pascal, who uh, we have talked about for a lot. So, definitely buying him. Uh, Kevon Looney's still out for two weeks. So, it's kind of where as far as it goes. Jordan Poole, man, he just doesn't do anything besides score. So, like, points league, sure. DFS, sure. But he's going to have a really hard time hitting, like, top 125 value. 
um, for the way in which he plays. Like, even maybe even top 200, man. Like, he's just so empty besides scoring. He's going to be so bad from the field. So, there's that. Uh, as for the Hawks, we're, the, the center position is just a disaster right now. Uh, someone has to get hurt. I hate to be that guy, but, like, they're running basically three centers. There's no double center overlap. Like, Bruno's okay, and I want him to be better, but uh, he, he needs Alex Lennon to miss time, which is, you know, a pretty good bet. So uh, I picked up Alex Lennon a couple just to see if his minutes would increase. I cut him already. Um, I cut him for Neil Aquina uh, on what was Wednesday or whatever. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done with Alex Lennon after one game or two games, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of there. Um, I still think DeAndre Hunter will be better. Um, minutes should be safer. We saw, what, I think 36 in the first game blown out against Chicago was 27 or something like that. So, yeah, he should be better too. Uh, I think he's probably the better pickup. Bembry's going to be kind of hit or miss. It's going to be really all hit or miss, but just Jabari Parker, I'm totally sold on him. I am uh, I'm very much a Jabari basher over the years for defense and whatever you, whatever have you. But uh, going into Wednesday, he had a 71 true shooting percentage with Trey Young next to him. So uh, I think he's going to shoot in the 60s, going to score upper teens, you know, six, seven boards. Atlanta's style could get him maybe some more defensive stats, uh, maybe a little bit more. Not many assists, but that's fine. You know, if he sh- if he shoots the ball well from the line, sixty percent teens, not kind of, you know, maybe a steal and six. That that's like top eighty value right there. So um, yeah, full on just ride Jabari. If you could flip him for something you could use, great um, down the line. But yeah, I, I think he's gonna be a guy you're gonna lock in your lineup every night. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, buying Dylan Brooks for the most part. So last six games in his rookie season, he went off. Um, he's been a little bit fluky. He's been making a ton of threes. Um, so, yeah, pick him up, see how it plays out. But I'm another guy who I'm not totally buying um, just because it's not really his offense and he's not really going to get many shots uh, as the younger guys get in a better groove. Like Jaron Jackson Jr. has been horrible right now. Um, I, I'd definitely call him a buy low, but yeah, I, he has to have a lot to go his way to really start hitting where we thought he might. Um, Brandon Clark has severely outplayed him. Brandon Clark looks amazing. Another guy who, hey, what does summer league doesn't matter? I guess it does, buddy. Uh, Brandon Clark, uh, summer league MVP. So full on Brandon Clark season. Um, just been, I think he leads uh, rookies in PER, something along those lines. Just been such a beast. So love him. Uh, John Morant's unreal. Uh, needs to chill out with those wild finishes, and you know he looked like he was gonna get his leg snapped off when he tried to murder somebody on a dunk. But yep. So, um, Wizards new starting small forward today with Isak Bonga. Um, I thought it was Isaac. He said he's okay with Isaac, but apparently his mom calls him Isak, so we're gonna call him Isak. Uh, call him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. Anyways. Um, CJ Miles had a good game the last one. I'm interested. You know, if it's a deeper league and you want to add some threes, I think you could do worse. We know Miles can get hot. This team needs spacing really bad. So um, they may want to keep Troy Brown as an additional ball handle in the second unit. I still think Brown's still going to be really good, by the way. But, yeah, uh, I mean, if CJ Miles gets that starting gig and you have a dead roster spot at the end of your roster, like, give it a shot, man. This team needs offense. Um, Bradley Beal's... Actually been shooting the ball terribly on wide open threes. I think he's at 26% from like 36 or something last year. So that'll come up. I'm still not worried about Bradley Beal. I had that quote where he said he doesn't care about his percentages, and that's fine, I guess. But, yeah, Beal will be good to go. Um, you know, he's fine. Uh, other than that, um, Thomas Bryant's a baller. We knew this again. I think he's got 
you know, third round value, really, really good chance at that. Um, just better on, on ball, better on screening, defensive stuff. He's just been just phenomenal. Um, everything you want as your number one or two big man. Um, yeah, like I said, if you drafted guard heavy, you should have Thomas Bryant circled in round five. So uh, that looks pretty good. Let's move to the Mavs really quick. So Kristaps is presumably going to start tonight against the Knicks in a revenge game. I uh, mentioned Marcus Morris guarding him. And then he's going to probably sit Saturday. Um, Rick Carlisle was pretty clear saying that you know load management is for real. And as we, again, they told us in the offseason, like, Porzingis is going to sit, I would say, all back-to-backs, and he will sit at any sign of trouble. Um, they are playing the long game here with this guy. So and he hasn't been that great. Like, he's been, like, late, mid-round. Um, so a guy I would probably just – I, I don't have any KP, and, I mean, he will be a per, perennial uh, sell-high player if he does start to click. But, uh, again, we kind of knew that. So let's talk about the guards. Man, they're, they're so ugly right now. This whole J.J. Barea thing getting thrown into the mix – um, it just derailed DeLon Wright, knocked Seth Curry off completely. Um, I would probably hold those. I mean, you're going to hold DeLon, I think, through thick and thin. Like, you have to give him, like, really until December uh, just because he can be so good per minute. Um, so, yeah, I would give him a super long leash. I would not give a very long leash to Seth Curry. Uh, again, just got gutted from uh, Berea starting the second half. Uh, Berea is probably going to sit in one of these two games. So if you have Seth in a deep league, I'd probably see how this weekend goes, and then you can make a decision. Whereas again, Delon, do not make a decision. Uh, and if he is bad and you don't have him, you know I would probably try to get him on the cheap because um, again he's had a few really low minute games um, just because. And we knew this like again, Carlisle said like we're gonna play KP and Luca and then mix it up. Although Dwight Powell, I mean slam dunk stash right now if you picked him up late. Um, with the hammy, um, you know, 34 minutes. Uh, I think he's going to be terrific. Uh, he may get maybe monitored in this back-to-back, but uh, Dwight Powell looks like he's going to be a, a mega steal, um, especially with uh, the depressed price because of his injury. Uh, so that kind of covers that, I guess. Uh, I mentioned Luca. You know, I still think he's a little over expectations. His usage rate's really, really high. Um, he's uh, his free throws have been suddenly. 15% better than where he was after the break, or 14% or whatever it is, 13 whatever. But, um, yeah, um, Luca's going to be going. He's going to be – people probably view him as like a top seven or eight guy, and he's just really had everything break his way perfectly. So uh, we'll see if he can keep it going. Other than that, I think that kind of covers it. I had some other stuff I wanted to talk about with some other guys, but, um, yeah, I'm all by myself today, so – so yeah, that'll do it for today. Uh, you guys enjoy your weekend. Lots of hoops today. Lighter slate tomorrow. Fun Sunday. Good luck in your fantasy leagues. Uh, I'm, it's crunch time, man, uh, for fantasy football. I have way too many lamps. It took me like an hour to set my lamps yesterday. But um, yeah, again, uh, enjoy your weekend and catch you next time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.